All right. Today we ha- have a very, very special class. This class will give you and I the key to a wonderful life. A lot of people feel they have a lot of good things inside themselves, a lot of good things inside, potential, but the potential doesn't come out. They don't feel like that all the good they have inside, that it, it comes out. They, all the different doors that Hashem gives us in life, question is what's the key to, to the, all the doors and to all the resources that Hashem gives us to actually have a happy and a fortunate and a wonderful life. What's, what's the key? You, you can have a lot of different things that God gives you, but not knowing how to use them, not knowing how to, how to access and to really live with all the things that Hashem gives us. So I want to dedicate today's class, Elinishmat, my father, Rav Yehuda Aryeleib ben Mordechai Alevi, and my grandfather, Rav Yehuda Tzvi ben Moshe Yaakov. They were very different people, but they both had this key in very different ways, very different kinds of, very different, like East and West, totally different people, but they both were given this gift which is the key to a good life. And the key to a good life is, as we shall see, is, amen, is having a good eye. Tov ayin. A good eye is a key to having a good life. What am I talking about? So let's talk about this week's Torah portion. We read this week about giving light to the world. The menorah that was lit in the Beit HaMikdash, that was lit in the temple, that menorah didn't just give light to the temple, it gave light to the whole world. And who were the ones that lit the menorah? People from the family of Levi, the, fa- the Kohanim. The Kohanim were the ones who lit the menorah. And the Torah talks about how the Kohanim began to serve in the Beit HaMikdash. What was the steps needed for them to be brought in? It was like this. They, they took them, and also the Levim, everyone from the whole, oh, the whole tribe. They shaved them, they bathed them in the mikvah, and then that wasn't enough. They brought them in front of all of the all the Israelim, all the regular Jews who do not have a higher official uh, status, higher class, and all of the regular Jews put their hands on them, and by putting their hands on them, they made them to be holy, and then they were considered to be Levim, Kohanim. They, they were able to reach that status. Right, exactly the question. Exactly the question. Usually we're used to the Kohanim giving us the blessings, and here the Levim are getting their hands are placed upon them from, from everybody else. So what is that about? So, and also, it says the reason this should happen is to purify them. Purify them. Why didn't they be purified? Because of the sin of the golden calf. Who were the ones that didn't really sin of the golden calf? Levi. Levi. Tribe of Levi. So how come they're the ones that need to be purified more than everybody else? And how come the, the, the regular guys are putting their hands on them? What, what does that mean? So... There, is, there was a uh, very famous uh, sculpture named Michelangelo. Michelangelo, when he would focus on his work, he wasn't like you guys. Who were, you're you're, you're, you're uh, totally focused on the class right now. He wasn't like that. He was, he was focused on his work instead of, his, instead of the class. Can you imagine someone being focused more on, the, on, 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 on their work than on the class? Anyways, <laughs> so, so he, they were, he was focused on it. He was a sculpture, a sculpture in stone. And he would spend hours and days, and weeks, and months, uninterrupting, on, 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 on the sculpture. He, just, he was totally engrossed in his work. And he would say, he could see in every stone, he could see what the, the image is supposed to be, and the stone itself, and he would feel a friction between what, this, what he saw the stone could be, what it's supposed to be, and the way the actual golem, the way the stone, just a you know, plain, unformed stone, he felt a friction between these, these two things. 
And he was trying by making that sculpture to bring out what this potential of this stone. In a similar way as you and I and all of us. We have an ashama, we have a soul. The soul is our real inner, inner reality, who we're really meant to be. And then we have the outside, we have the body. And the body locks up and closes and prevents the neshama, the soul, our real inner truth, our real inner beauty from coming out. And our mission in this world is to bring out our, our inner potential, who we really are inside. And the question is, how do you get there? How do you break out of that shell and let your neshama shine? So Rabbi Beinu Yonah comments in the Pirkei Avot. Pirkei Avot, we learned two Mishnayot this week. One Mishnah we learned in chapter 2 of Pirkei Avot. It's customary to learn Pirkei Avot throughout the summer as well. In the, for everyone, it's a good thing to do. It says in chapter 2, Rabbi Yochan ben Zakkai went to his students. He had five students. He says, I want you guys to tell me what's the best path in life. What's the best, best path? So one of them, Rabbi Yazir came back with, the best thing to do in life, to stick to is to have a good eye. Rabbi Yonah, Rabbi Yonah comments on this and he says, this is the key to all other virtues, all the good things that a person needs to have in life. The key to everything is having a good eye. And the question is, what does that mean? In more, there's another version of this same teaching of Rabbi Yochan of Rabbi Eliezer in Avod Rabbi Natan. The question of Yochan asked his students was, how do you get to the world to come? What road do you stay on to get to the uh, world to come. What road should you take? So Rabbi Lazar says, it's the good eye. That's the road you should take to get to the world to come. It doesn't just mean the world to come. In this world also there's a world to come. Your own world to come. Your own, to living your best self, living your best life here. There's a different kind of way of living. And he says, what's the way to get to the world to come? What's the way for Eitan to get to his inner Olam Haba inside of himself and for me and for Yosef and for guilt for all of us? It's by having ayin tova, to have a good eye. So what is an eye? What's a good eye? An eye, you think an eye is a simple thing. An eye is a, a uh, organ that God gave us that can see. You put something in front of us and we see it. It's not true. Not true. We don't see whatever's in front of us. Everyone sees a different reality. Everyone sees other things. They did a study about uh, vultures and eagles that uh, descend from heaven to uh, descend from the sky to attack other birds. They discovered that uh, a vulture or eagle, they see, I mean, they see uh, from a distance, they see the, the moving animal they're going to attack, and they see the mountain next to it. The mountain to them looks very, very tiny. And the, the thing that they want to eat, the thing they want to attack, looks very big. Looks very big. That's, a, that's how these birds are. In a similar way, in the Sefer Torah, there are small letters, there are average size letters, and there are big letters. The previous Lubavitcher Rebbe said, regarding yourself, your virtues, your good stuff, you should look at it with small letters. Shouldn't be so, shouldn't magnify your own virtues. Shouldn't say, I'm greater than you are. I'm greater than I am. Regarding your faults, you need to pay attention. Those, those should be for you in big letters. Regarding other people, other people, their virtues, you should focus on their virtues, and their faults, you should look at it in small letters. Big letters for their virtues, small letters for their faults. So, this is also the second mission in Pirkei Avot, another mission that says, Avram Avinu, we're all children of Avraham. What are three signs of the children of Avram? One of them is, Avram had Ayin Tova, a good eye. So a person goes with his wife to, uh, to, to, they're walking in a mall, and all of a sudden his wife notices there's a store, there's an item she wants in the store, and before you could say, boo, she's already purchased this item, where does it come from? You see 
what you want to see. You see what is different reality. We, in every day in the Shema, we say these words. Don't go after your heart and don't go after your eyes. What happens first? Your eyes or your heart? You would think, huh? Your heart happens first. You would think the opposite. You first think, I, first I see what I shouldn't see. And then after the Torah tells me, don't, don't listen to what you see. Don't let your heart be persuaded by what you see. But it's the opposite. It's you see what you want to see. You don't see the same thing. You, everyone sees where their heart is. That's what you, we see. So the Maharal tells us, though, the difference between Leif Tov and Ayin Tov. The difference between a good heart and a good eye. What's the difference? Someone falls down and he hurts themselves. So people rush to pick, them, pick the guy up. Someone drops something. Someone rushes to go help that person. In Israel, when the, the synagogue in Lud got, got really uh, destroyed by the, by the missiles and just now, people got together. It was a beautiful thing. They got together and they worked hard and they rebuilt the synagogue in time for Shavuot, time for the holiday. There was, there was, there was a real energy of people working hard together. Let's make this happen. That's a lave tool. That's a good heart. But that's not the same thing as an, a good eye. Sometimes people are very generous when someone gets hurt, but when no one gets hurt, no one's in trouble, to be happy with someone else has, it's not, it's not as easy as being helping someone else out when they're in trouble. Jewish people were all born with a nature to be kind, a nature to be merciful. That's, a nature, that's a, one of the signs of the Jewish people. But the sign of Avraham is something else. It's an ayin tov. It's a good eye. What's different? I'll tell you one example. It says the temple was destroyed, the second temple was destroyed, even though they excelled, before the temple was destroyed, the Jewish people at that time, they were good, they were excelled in three things. They excelled in their Torah study, they excelled in their kindness, they also excelled in their prayers. What were they missing then? They hated each other. One second, they were kind to each other, they excelled in kindness. It's possible that someone wants to like be the only guy to support an institution. I want to give every child in every hospital a toy, in honor of Hanukkah, but it has to be only me. No one else could get into it, you know? Some people, they want to, they want to do a lot of kindness. They want to help people, but it has to be their way. It has to be that their name is on it. Some people don't, wouldn't be happy if someone else is, is also contributing to the same cause because, if they, because they, want, they don't feel good with another person's achievement. They don't feel good with another person's accomplishment. They have a good heart, but they don't have a good eye. A good eye is about you, you see... The good in another person's achievement. A human being, the Maral says, is born with a nature to be a tsarain, to not to be happy with someone else's success, not to be happy with someone else's good fortune. And that's the uh, the challenge that Hashem gives us. And we have to we have to we have to look differently. There was a great side because his name is Rabbi Saul Shapiro. He was a Rebbe of Bluzhev. And in Tavshin Dalid, in nineteen forty four, he was in Auschwitz, in Hanukkah, Chonot and uh, he managed to get a menorah and to light a menorah. And everyone in his bunker all crowded around to see the lighting of the menorah. And he takes the candle and he makes a bracha. The first bracha is, thank you, Hashem, for giving us the mitzvah of lighting the menorah. Lights the menorah. Then he says a second blessing. Thank you, Hashem, for the miracles you've done for us in these days, this time. Thank you for the miracle. He says the second bracha. The third bracha is, thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem, for giving us life and letting us reach this time. And one guy, he goes over to the rabbi afterwards. He wasn't so into this stuff. In fact, he was really burnt out from what he had seen in the Holocaust. So he says to him, I can understand the first blessing. Thank God for the menorah, for the mitzvah. You're a religious guy, you like the mitzvah. I get that. 
I can understand you thank God for the miracles that used to happen long ago. I get that also. But why are you thanking God? Thank you for letting me reach this time. What's so good about this time? So the Rebbe of Bluzhev, he said, I'll tell you the truth. When I got up to that blessing, I paused. I paused because I wasn't, I just, how can I say that blessing? I looked around me and I saw how everyone is looking and waiting for me to light the menorah. Everyone wants to be close to answer Amen to the blessing of the menorah. So look at these Jewish people. Look at the spark of the neshama of a Jew. No matter what's going on, no matter how terrible things are, a Jew's connection to Hashem cannot be destroyed, cannot be extinguished. That indicates an incredible power of the neshama that certainly deserves a blessing to Hashem, that we could see the eternity of, of the Jewish people and who a Jew is. I was once uh, with my wife, we went together to uh, uh, Laguna Beach for a weekend, and we were, at that time my wife was pregnant with our daughter, and unfortunately uh, my, my office teaches in the preschool, and many kids in the, that's in the school that year had fifth disease. Fifth disease is not a big deal, it's only a big deal if you're pregnant. And, uh, and it was a very, very scary pregnancy. It was very scary. Uh, I wrote to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe gave a very clear answer of a blessing. And I, and I knew deep down in my heart it's going to be okay. But it was only deep down in my heart. <laughs> it was, it was, I was still waiting to hear the good news. You know, it was like I opened the Rebbe's letters. The Rebbe gave a blessing. I knew it was going to happen. But it was only, so anyways, I was in Laguna Beach for Shabbos. I knew that, that there was a family. One of the reasons I also wanted to go was because that specific place was because there's a family, the Jacobson family, lives in Laguna Beach. They just had a fire. I didn't know them. Just heard about them. They had a fire. I wanted to just like give them a chizuk to say hello to them, and you know, like that they, 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 they had a fire. There was a fire in their house, and it was a big thing. And they and and the mother, unfortunately, she also got burned very badly by the fire. So I went to go just to you know, just to say hello. And when we got we got to the house, and the the mother had, was burned so badly that the doctors told her she's not allowed to walk outside. She can't. She has to stay inside the whole time. But. My wife was waiting outside. It was one of my like weird missions, like why are we going to this family kind of thing, right? <laughs> so so I was waiting in the car, but she ran out. She ran out. The mother, the woman who got burned, she ran out in the middle of the. It was daytime. It was it was light. And she said, "I just want to give you a blessing. I want to believe you a blessing. You should have a healthy child and to be a healthy birth." And I want to tell you, it just it just felt so good. That someone has a power to have a good eye. He has a power to give blessings. Someone who is happy with other people happy with other people's good fortune, they have a certain power to give blessings. They, they have, Hashem gave them a certain power to give blessings. That's why it's good to, to uh, meet people like that and ask them for a blessing because they have that, that power. The Gemara says you should not look, look at the blessing of a simple person as small in your eyes. A person who has a good eye and, and is happy with other people. Remendel Futafas. Before I talk about Remendel Futafas, let me talk about Eliezer. Eliezer is a man who is always drunk and is always homeless in Brooklyn and he's always he has a very rough life. One, one Shavuot, people are coming out of the main synagogue of the Rebbe in 770. Thousands of people coming out. Everyone's dressed in their holiday, holiday uh, garments. Come out with their family. It's a very wonderful time. And Eliezer, he's a lonely guy. He's in the street. And he doesn't have any of this stuff. He doesn't have a family. He doesn't have clothing. That... And he says to a friend of mine, He's Rafi, is there Washir? Who is rich? Who is rich? So Rafi says, Someone who's rich, you. someone who's happy with what they have. If you're happy with what you have, you're rich. He says, no, 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 no. You know who's rich? Someone who's happy with someone else has. That's someone who's rich. So Remendel Futafa said a similar thing. He says, you want to have a happy life? You want to have a happy life? So 
There are different things that God gave us to do. There's Torah, there's mitzvot, there's different characteristics we're supposed to have. We're supposed to be kind, we're supposed to be merciful. All the things we're supposed to do, we do sometimes, not all the time. We're not even, it's not even possible to do everything all the time. There's certain times you have to give tzedakah and learn Torah, but there's something you could do all the time, all the time, and that is a good eye. Because when you have a good eye, you see someone who has just got a Maserati, ah! I'm so happy this guy got a Maserati. Somebody just got an Esther Martin. Ah, oh, wonderful. I'm happy he got an Esther Martin. Somebody just got a... a the idea of a Tova Ayin means you're just happy with what you have. You're happy with all the good fortune other people have. That's a blessing of a Tova Ayin. If you have that blessing of Tova Ayin, of look, if you have 10 people who are in the same room, 10 people, or 10 children in one family, 10 people in one city, and they all are living different lives depending on how they look at what's going on. It's, that's the idea of Tovain. Tovain is really, you know where Tovain comes from? Tovain, a good eye, comes from Emuna. comes from believing in Hashem. Believing that everything that happens is from Hashem's hand. When you believe that what hap- what's happening to you right now is from Hashem's hand, so then you, you, you see the world differently and you're happy with what happens to you and you know that what Hashem gave you, it's good. There was a great tzaddik, Nachman of Breslov, who gave an interesting parable. You like Rav Nachman of Wrestle. So I'll thank this for you. It's a new, new character in the stories, you know. It's Rav Nachman of Wrestle gave a he used to say the following story. Say a story like this. He used to say there was a king who had a son, and he since said this son, this son Yankel, he's gonna be the prince he's gonna take me over after I die. Okay, listen, he's the king. He wants that son to be a Yankel, no Ishmael, Yeshmedal. Problem is Yankel woke up one morning and decided he was a chicken. It happens every time, you know, every so often. Someone makes up in the morning and thinks they're... The ankle woke up, he thinks he's a chicken. So what does he do as a chicken? It took place in LA, <laughs> it sounds like LA. And he's, he, he sits down under the table in his house, in the, king, in the mansion, in the palace, naked. And he's there and he's pecking things from the floor. So the, the king says, what are you doing? I'm a chicken. And the king got all his doctors to try to figure out how to help this guy out. And nobody could help him out. And the king finally found one someone who says, I, I know how to help him. This guy comes. And he sits down on the table with him, also not wearing clothing, also pecking from the floor. And he says, what are you? What are you doing here? He says, I'm a chicken. You're not a chicken. I'm a chicken. No, you're, I'm also a chicken. You're a chicken. You're a chicken. And one day, this other chicken, the other doctor, the chicken, he's eating a, a rib steak. He says, why are you doing that? He says, don't you know? Chickens eat rib steak. <laughs> and one day he's wearing a shirt. He says, what's that? This chickens wear shirts. So the other chicken also wear a shirt. And little by little, he got him to act normal and to go back to the palace and to be the prince. What was the talent that this doctor, that all the doctors didn't have? He saw in this chicken, he saw the prince. He's had the good eye to see in this person who is, on the, who is, who is crazy. He says there's something there in him that, that no one else sees. This is the answer to our question before about the Levim and the, and the, and the blessing to the Kohenim. The blessing that the, 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 the regular Jews put their hands on the coin and the Levim, how is that possible? Hashem says, when the Jewish people travel, everyone has a place to stay. Who is the closest? Tribe of Levi. Tribe of Levi should be the closest. Now, there are some people of the tribe of Levi, which are great tzaddikim, and some people which are lousy. I know, I'm from the tribe. So, chas so, 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 so there are some people, which, let's say this, some people which are not from the tribe of Levi, which are a lot better people from the tribe of Levi, right? So when Hashem says, everyone should move out of the area, around the ark, everyone should move away from that area, that's only for the tribe of Levi, right? So what would you say? That guy? That guy? <laughs> Why should he go there? I'm a lot better than him. I do two times lachash, he only does one time lachash, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, 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 so the Torah says, 
So the Torah says, you know what happened? The Jewish people around the ark, you know what they did? They had a good eye. They said, no, we'll welcome them. We'll welcome them. We're going to move out of the way. They moved out of the way with which power? The power of having good eye. And said, they're from the tribe of Levi. We respect that. They're, we're, going to give, we're going to give place to them. Because they gave a good eye to the tribe of Levi, that also caused, caused the tribe of Levi to have a good eye on, the, on their brothers and sisters. That gave them the power to bless them. So we, each of us, we have the power to really cr- change the air and the atmosphere around us with just having a positive, looking at other people and, 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 and feeling good for other people and seeing, seeing the good in them. This brings out, and, and I know there's some people that you and I know that are not such nice people, right? And they have a history. They're not nice people. The best way to bring out the best in them is by starting off with them positive, expecting and looking for the good in them. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one more story and let you guys go. There was a great tzaddik, his name was another character. Uh, the great tzaddik, his name was the Pnei Menachem, was the Gere Rebbe. The Gere Rebbe, this Gere Rebbe, was very into having a good eye. He always spoke about having a good eye. And it was in 1994, Parshat Kisavo, he had a, that's uh, we do Selichot before Shoshana, when Ashkenazim do Selichot. And uh, he, he um, one of the people in his, in his, uh, of his Hasidim was a very talented, very famous doctor. And he was going to go, after the next morning, he was going to go to a conference of doctors, of, of eye doctors. And he calls him over and he says, you know go to this conference? He says, yeah. He says, I, wanted, I want you to do something. What? He says, I want you to go to the conference. It's obviously, non-Jews, you know. It's, I want you to tell them there's a rabbi from Yushalayim. And he says... You should make the following announcement. Announce, <laughs> everyone has their own um, talent, in their own, their own invention in medicine. Everyone has their own, their own thing that they're trying to develop, but no one wants to share their personal, their, their personal um, uh, 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 what's, the, what's the word in English? Their patent, their, their, own, their own thing that they have a patent for because they don't want someone else to steal it. If they'll reveal their, their secret and someone else will steal it and they'll, they'll lose it. He said, I want you to announce that everyone should since we're teaching people, not teaching, we're treating people to have, to, to have better eyesight, we should also not just tell, to give people the ability to have a better physical eyesight, we should also do ourselves to have a better eye spiritually and share whatever, whatever we have. Let's just share what we have. Share our new insights so people can be helped by this. See, that's what he said. He, he, there's this doctor went to the conference. He gets up first. He says, I, I know I'm supposed to go last, but this rabbi asked me to say something. I just want to make this announcement. There was one doctor there from Yugoslavia he says, I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> I had something that I wasn't going to share because I wanted to develop it. But after this rabbi from Jerusalem says that we should share, I'm going to, sh- and, and he, he was shared with a certain uh, way to treat a certain med- medical condition in the eye. This is, and, and, and Baruch Hashem, it's, it's something which has brought, brought a lot of research and development to help many, many people. This is the meaning of the Pasuk, doesn't the Pasuk? Miha chaim ohev yamim Who is the one who wants to live who wants to see good days? What does the Pasuk say? By speaking good. That's what the Pasuk says. But the, there's another explanation of Tfer Shlomo. Tfer Shlomo says, You want to know who, who has a good life? It's by seeing good in other people. That's the key to living good. So with that power, we're able to give blessings to each other. And that's like in the story. They, in the Torah, they give a blessing to the Levim. The Levim give a blessing back to them. By you giving that positive energy and feeling good about other people's good fortune, 
that causes a ripple effect. It changes the whole environment. And Hashem should bless us all. Amen. We should be able to see good in other people, see good in our experiences, and Hashem should show us the good with the coming of Mashiach, with Karab Amish. Chaim, Chaim, Chaim. Thank you.